All right, we're going to have prayer. And Michael Saka from Papua New Guinea, a student here, he's going to pray for us. Father, thank you for the showers of blessings that we need each day and that fall from above. And Father, Lord and God, we are so grateful of this day today. And we've been praying for this day. And thank you for those that are traveling apart, Father, and others that are still traveling. Pray for their, their traveling masses. And Lord and God, we look forward to this day. And Lord and God, we pray that your blessings be fall upon us. And Father, we pray for those that are here, Lord and God, and Lord, those that are, uh, Lord, still making their way, and Lord, others that, Lord and God, have some troubles and struggles, we pray for them. And Lord, Father, thank you for many blessings. And Lord, thank you for our preacher. And Lord, we commit our hearts and our thoughts that you will continue to feed us as we, Lord God, humble ourselves. And Lord, open our ears and our hearts to hear from you this morning. Thank you. Commit this day that one of your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. We're going to have a Valentine's banquet, and at the Valentine's banquet, we always elect a king and a queen. And Elisa wants to be queen. And she'll give anybody 50 cents who will vote for <laughs> Elisa has a group. Elisa, you and your group come sing now.
JJ playing. What? If you ever want to find him, find a group of girls. He's always in the midst. <laughs> right. Hymn, hymn number 54, Great is thy faithfulness. Yeah. Hymn number 54, Great is thy faithfulness.
vessel and his son. He went down and crossed the Jordan River into the east side. And there he wrote and said, My heart panteth for thee in a dry and barren land. He was away from the temple. He was away from Jerusalem in a dry place. But his heart was panting for God. We live in a barren world. The thing I like about the prayer conference, I love so many things about it, the fellowship, the preachers, the singing, but best of all is the word of God. And Glenn Rogers is here from Green. You go up I-77, Akron's on the right and Green's on the left. He has a beautiful church, a beautiful situation. I'm glad to call him my friend. Glad to have him here this morning. Brother Glenn, you come and bring message number one. Amen. I think, uh, I don't know if it was last year or two years ago, we came down and uh, you had about uh, six, seven inches of snow in the parking lots and we made it and got down and uh, the Lord's still blessed. And so it was nice to have a, a good peaceful drive today and not uh, experience any of that. My friend, uh, Brother Paul Stats came with me, young guy there, 89 years of age. I got him out of bed this morning. And uh, it's good to have him with us and appreciate him riding down and keeping me company along the way. And uh, it's good to be back with the uh, student body here and also the church at uh, Marietta. And I thank God for uh, Dr. Geidler. Glad he's uh, doing well and uh, praise God he's here for another conference. And uh, the Lord's given him uh, strength and health to uh, be able to do that. Well, we send greetings also from our church, uh, Temple Baptist, as uh, Brother Geiler mentioned. We're praying for you and uh, praying that God would do some great things through this week ahead. And uh, I told our congregation last night, I said, it's always exciting to come down and, and uh, get around young people because I'm all the time around old people. Uh, we have a good group of young people, but uh, we have a, a congregation of uh, some wonderful older people as well. So I told him, I said, I'm tired of hanging around you. I got to go see some young people and get some excitement here. So it's good to be with you today and uh, appreciate the opportunity. Find, if you would, Hebrews and uh, chapter number 11. I'm sure most everybody in this room is familiar with chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews. It's a little different beginning to maybe the prayer conference today and the start of this, but uh, as I looked at some of the thoughts that uh, God was kind of leaning my heart towards. I kept going back to this passage of Scripture, and I kept thinking about uh, how do we uh, start our prayer conference. Um, Brother Geiler has called me now for many years to come and be here on Monday morning. Uh, I told Paul as I got in the car this morning, we, we started out, and I said, Brother Paul, I said, it seems like it's a little bit harder getting up on Mondays after a long day of preaching. And uh, yet, uh, I looked forward to it, and it's good to be here. And I thought, uh, what do we need to start with 
in a prayer conference and, and what can we gain uh, as we begin. And prayer is the asset uh, that God gives to us as Christians that enables us. And so as I thought about this, there's a topic that came to my heart and mind, and we're going to, uh, Lord willing, tie it all together and pull our hearts into a direction that He desires for us this morning. And so as we begin with verse number one, it teaches us of a word that I want you to get a hold of this morning. So verse number one says very simply, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. And so as we begin to look at this and identify with it, I want you to, this morning, think about this word faith. And I want you to get a hold of this word because it is, if you would, the catalyst to everything that we do as a child of God to our world even today. If you think about our world, and Brother Geiler mentioned it just a few minutes ago, the chaotic measure in which our world is in. The troubles in which we see all around us. And uh, the last two Sundays I've been preaching at our church from Psalm 3 and Psalm 4. And, and David in that psalm, as Brother Geiler was alluding to just a few moments ago, and, and the words of our songs this morning, Great is thy faithfulness. David realized something special in that. And David said, in Christ or in God, he sustains me. David found himself in turmoil and troubles and he was running. But David found the comfort in God, and when he found that comfort, he said, he sustains me. And in doing so, I like what it says, that he said, I laid down to sleep, and I woke up. Why? Because I knew God was there. I didn't have to fear. Go into chapter 4, if you would, in verse number 1, and he says that God not only sustained him, and God was with him, and he called out to God, and he began to talk to God, but he said something else that was so marvelous. In my distress, God enlarged me. Well, that's such a powerful statement. When we walk through the veils, and we walk through challenges of life, or distress of life, God does some amazing things and enlarges us. And so this morning, this thought of faith. Faith is that connection today that you and I need to understand God. And so the description of faith here, God says it is the substance. Go with me to verse number 6 if you would. But without faith it is impossible to please Him... For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so this substance of faith, if you would. I, I jotted down this thought when I think about faith. Because God says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so for us this morning, faith is an experience that you and I put trust in, Believing in something that we can't tangibly get a hold of, but yet knowing that it's real. Now, I'm standing on this platform today because I believe it's real. Walked up the steps today because I believe it's real. I grab onto this podium today because I believe it's real. 
but I can see those things and they're objects of my vision and I can get them and I can grasp them, but I know because I can tangibly hold on to them and know that they're real. Here's our faith today in God. I believe the substance of our faith is to realize how awesome and how mighty and how wonderful God truly is. But also to grasp the knowledge and the understanding that he is the great I am. And so faith becomes that evident factor of our life. Faith is a substance. Faith means that we grasp God. We get a hold of God. Faith means that we get a hold of the promises of God, that God moves in the presence of our lives. And in those moments that we live, we believe God. We trust God. And so faith is the act of getting a hold of or grabbing on to the substance in which we can't see. So faith we trust in, faith we believe in, faith we have knowledge in. So I love this illustration in my heart today. Um, I might tell my age just a little bit. But 1964, how many of you out here was born then? Nobody. Looking at all those faces back there. And uh, 1964. I was seven years of age. I was sitting on the back row of a church. My mom sitting right beside me. I was a preacher's kid. We didn't behave very well. That's why I was sitting on the back row of the church. But something happened that night. I can't tell you what I heard in the message of the preacher But I know the night that the sermon was finished, the preacher said, if you want to know Jesus and you want to trust him as Savior, come to the altar. I leaned over to my mom at seven years of age, and I remember this just as as if I'm standing here today talking to you. It's as real to me. And I said, Mom, I want to be saved. She said, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I want to go and I want to get saved. I don't remember what happened at that particular moment who talked to me. Uh, I do remember going to an altar. I remember believing in my heart that Jesus could save me. And what happened in that moment was exactly what God's word promised. By a young boy bowing a heart and a head and calling on Jesus as personal savior. My faith gave me eternal life. It became a substance that I realized and recognized. It became a reality in my heart and my mind, knowing that what God has said became true. Knowing that God, through His Word and what He has promised, became a reality. And so again, my faith grabbed on to something that was real. My faith grabbed on to something that I could not see and I couldn't tangibly get a hold of. But what I did know and what I do understand is this. Jesus one day went to a cross and died for me. What I do know and understand is that Jesus on that cross paid my sin debt. And what I do know and understand is that when somebody comes and Jesus said, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, that happened in my life. 
You say, preacher, why is that all important? Because faith, again, is the substance of getting a hold of something that we cannot see, but we yet realize that it is real and that it happens and that it's true, all based upon what? God's promise. All based upon the fact of what God has given to us. And so faith is not giving your best. It's not shooting at something that is out there that we can't, uh, again, imagine. But it's faith believing and understanding what God has done and what he can do. So faith is hearing from God. Faith in the case of our thoughts today is reading and understanding God. It is communing with God or fellowshipping with God and identifying with the truths of God. And so faith, faith works. And faith moves us. Well, again, if you go back into the scriptures, we can identify with a group of men. Jesus picked a few men to walk with him. And in doing so, they heard some wonderful things that Jesus taught them and gave them. Jesus, of course, the great teacher, the great I am. And God moving in these men's lives, and yet... At times, Jesus would say to them, O ye of little faith, where's your faith? And I ask you today this question because it becomes so real to my heart, to your heart. If we're going to experience God in prayer, if we're going to experience God in a relational aspect of communing and fellowshipping with God, we have to be faithful, or we have to believe in faith, I should say, and be faithful to understand that God is, and that God can. And that God will. And so these men found their strength and understanding that God was in their midst. That God could do some amazing things. That God could move in mighty ways. And so the description here is very plain. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. We live in most of our lives. We live in, thing, in, in the world of seeing things and grabbing onto things and trusting in things and believing in things. And I say to you today, take your faith a step farther today. Know that God hears everything that we say and do. Know that God is in the midst of everything in this world that goes on. And he is in control of all things. And so when we think about faith, it's the evidence of that which is in our lives to move us to a direction to believe in God and cause us to see God and desire to meet with God and know that God can do what he's promised to do. And so we have this encounter, this encounter with God. We haven't seen him. But listen to this, yet we love him, right? <laughs> we never witnessed the cross, but yet we're thankful for Jesus who gave his life for us. Why? Because we believe it. We trust in it. We don't know what heaven's going to be like, but yet we anticipate and we look forward to that which is going to be and that which is coming. And so God says, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. God is moving. God is doing some amazing things. God is moving 
in a great way, even in our day and time which we live. And even though we see darkness all around us, God's hand is still in the midst. And so by faith, we walk in that particular realm. So I want you to see another thought in this. The evidence of faith is very wonderful. It demands us to see God. It demands us to recognize the Lord. It demands that our faith becomes real and it grows in our lives each day. And so the mandate of faith is this, to please God. How do we please God? What do we do to please God? Well, it's faith that moves us. It's faith that drives us. It's faith that encourages our hearts. But it's faith that draws us to a place of believing in God. Why do you pray? Why would you pray? Why bother to pray? It's good news to know that we can believe in a God who's hearing us. It's good to know that faith draws us to that place of realizing when we bow our heads and our hearts down to Christ, when we look to the heavens and we look upward, that God is here listening, that the Spirit of God is moving our hearts and groanings are being made from the inside of us through the Holy Spirit of God to go to the the, the Father through the intercession of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in that because that's what causes us to bow our hearts and our heads. If our faith is weak, we won't pray. If your faith is weak, you're not going to read God's word. If your faith is weak, you're going to struggle in those things that we find in our lives that are such a blessing to us, but yet we remove them from us because we really have a lack of faith. And so God says the substance and the evidence is to please God. It's impossible to please God without faith. It's impossible to walk in a relationship with God strongly without faith. Faith is pleasing God. Faith is not only pleasing God, but it is believing that God is. I love that uh, song we just sang, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Because faith believing is this. It's really realizing that God is the great I am. We can't help but go back and recognize Moses. When Moses stood at the burning bush, Moses said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to describe the measures in which God says to go down in Egypt and free the people. And the Lord God said, tell him, the great I am sent You know what Moses did? He exercised faith in believing. He marched back down to Pharaoh and he walked into Pharaoh and he stood before Pharaoh and he said, God said to free up the people. Well, who is he? He's the great I am. Let him go. Moses believed in faith. He picked up and he carried on what God had called him to do and he believed. 
God gives us this illustration, this understanding of the Lord and who he is. God is the great I am. He's the render of those, listen to this, who seek him. He is the only true and righteous one whom we can call upon and find what we need in this world today, the relationship of this world. God who is with us, God who has given us his uh, wonderful gift of Jesus, the Savior, the Spirit of God who resides in us. It is God who we can define today in our hearts and we can understand and believe that he is there and he is the render of those who seek him and diligently look to him. Oh, it's our faith today. It's the substance of our faith that moves us. It's the substance of our faith that draws us. It's the substance that pulls our hearts. And without faith, we won't bow our heads and our hearts and our knees. Without believing that, hey, God is out there and God is listening and God is concerned and God's heart is moved by us. We're not going to pray. But I say to you today, listen, the same God whom we put our faith and trust in to save us is the same God in which we put our faith in to live every day. What causes you to pray? What causes you to to come before God and, and get on your knees and face God? It's the substance of knowing that He is. It's the substance of realizing He's the great I am. He's the one who can and the one who does. And so our substance. I want you to see a couple of other thoughts and I'll bring our thoughts to a close today as you begin your prayer conference. I want you to look with me back to the passage of Scripture, and it says, without faith, verse six, uh, number 6, it's impossible to please Him. Uh, in the middle portion of it says, for He is, for He that cometh, excuse me, must believe that He is the rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. So we see this faith, it's the substance that we are to please Him. We see that it's the, the awesomeness of who God is, that we believe in God, we believe in, in the Almighty, and we understand the glory of our Savior, and we trust in Him. But I like the latter portion when it says that He is the rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. The reason we seek Him is because we believe in Him. The reason we seek Him is because we've trusted in Him. The reason we seek in Him because we know that He is able. And that draws our heart today to the last portion of this and the last thought that it is for all of us and and literally doing this on purpose. Seeking God. Faith is seeking after God. Faith is going to God. Faith commands or demands that we seek after God. You see, it's not enough just to know Him. It's not enough just to believe in the aspect of God or the relationship of God, but it is literally the pursuit of God. Do you on purpose seek after God? Do you on purpose call every day upon God? Been in the ministry now for... I guess 33 uh, years uh, working alongside my dad, and then now for 20 years I've been pastoring the church. Uh, my dad passed away 20 years ago. Our church just celebrated its 50th anniversary, and uh, so it's amazing how quick time goes by. But um, so 20 years as pastoring, 
Um, I'm, you know, just a fraction to Brother Geiler and, and uh, his lifetime and uh, some of you as well. But I say all that to say this, the more that I see in the church and the farther I go in the work of the church, the longer God allows me to be in the church and I hope he continues to allow me for many years to come. The more I find myself on my knees before him, seeking him. The younger days, uh, there was a lot of thoughts. Well, you know, uh, God is doing some good things and everything seems to be smooth and it's good. And, and you, know, uh, you know, everything is well. And, and, and we really sometimes miss the thoughts about our need for God. But all of a sudden, something happens, challenge comes, dispute maybe in the church, devil gets inside and he begins to try to bring you down, tear you down, and destroy you. That's when my faith really presses hard. That's when I really begin to realize I need him. That's when I really begin to get more in tune with God. David found himself again in that position, but David realized in that distress, he became closer to God than he ever was before. God said in our faith, listen, our devotion to him is to seek him, to call upon him, to identify the fact that he is God. He is the renderer again of those who call upon him. And so seek after him, believe in him. So we trust in him. We believe in him. We've experienced him in salvation, but experience him in the walk of your life. Experience him in the path in which God is going to move you. Without God, folks, where would we be? Without God, what hope does our world have? But aren't you glad today that we can seek Him? Aren't you glad that we can bow our hearts and our heads and call upon Him and we know that God is listening by our faith? We know and understand that God can do mighty works among us. That faith that drives us and moves us. That faith that causes us to call upon him and pull us. God said, seek me. Yeah. And faith moves our hearts. I'm going to give you some passages of scripture and I'm just going to read them. I'm not going to preach a lot about them. Uh, at least I'm not anticipating on preaching a lot about them. But let me share them with you. Jot them down if you would like, or if some of you want to turn quickly to them, that's fine. But I'm going to just uh, kind of rapidly fire through them. Because here's what God says about seeking the Lord. They're familiar verses to our hearts, but yet it draws us to the point of identifying. Look, faith moves us to seek God on purpose. If you believe in God, then pray to God. Call upon God. Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Jeremiah 29, 12 and 13 says, Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Oh, we have a God who we can seek. We have a God who faith, believing and trusting that we can call upon 
The verse there in 13 of Jeremiah says in 29, says, uh, Seek me and ye shall find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. Oh, listen, faith moves me to the point of realizing, look, when I bow my head and my heart, I know God is here. I know God is listening. I know God bends his ear down. And everything that I say and every word that I give to him, he listens. God said, seek me. Oh, draw our hearts in tune to him and pull our hearts into the midst of it. Proverbs 8 and 17 says, love them. I love them that love me. Those that seek me early shall find me. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Chronicles 16, 11 says, seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Lamentations 3 and verse 25 says, the Lord is good unto them that wait for him to the soul that seeks him oh, are you looking to him how's your faith do you believe in God and the, the Lord Jesus Christ the spirit of God that in calling upon him and praying to him and looking to him you know he's there to hear us you know he's there to do some wonderful things in our midst He's a God who can take this world. Listen, I still believe he can take this world and turn it upside down if he so desires. Oh, some people say, well, you know, preacher, do you think revival could ever happen? Just seems like we're so far down the road and I don't know if it could happen. But you know what God says? Pray and seek diligently and turn to God. Let God do what God longs to do. It's not up to us. What's up to us is to believe in faith and trust God and seek God and call upon Him and meet with Him and commune with Him and fellowship with Him. Psalm 119 verse 10 says, With my whole heart have I sought Thee. Let me not wander from Thy commandments. Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Psalm 40 and verse 16, Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Let such as love thy salvation uh, say continually, Lord God be magnified. Oh listen, faith, it ought to move us to pray. Faith, realizing the substance in which we are praying and asking and seeking, know that heaven is open to us and our faith moves us to call upon him and trust in him. Faith is seeking and finding God. Too often we reserve the role and we pray only when we think that we need God. But I say today to you that faith, if you have true faith, if you believe in God and you trust in God, then faith should move us every day that we awake in every moment that we live to pray, as God says, without ceasing and look to God for every need and every situation of life and even the glories of life that we will experience. And so God says, pray and seek and find So often we find in our lives a hard experience to find real faith. But here's real faith, and I close. Real faith is touching heaven. It's communing with God. 
It's believing God's Word and the counsel of God's Word, and it's touching heaven by our prayer and seeking and finding. Real faith is this openness of our heart. It's the bending of our knee. It's the bowing of our head. It's that upward look. It's by faith knowing that God is and He is able and can and will hear every word that we pray. Real faith takes the very word of God and puts it into our heart and we put it into a practice that every day we know that he is here for us and we know that he is hearing us and we believe it and we trust in it and so we have no problem praying to seek him. I read this little quote. Prayer does not change God, but it changes him who seeks God in prayer. Prayer doesn't change God, but boy, when we get a hold of God and we begin to commune with God and our faith moves us, it changes us. And so there's an old song that God uh, kind of ties this together with in my heart. And this old song simply gives us this whole uh, concept again that prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. Look, if you just cast up prayers and you don't believe that God can, your prayer's going nowhere. But man, when you get down on your knees and you pray and you know that God is up there, and by faith you believe God can, then He does and He moves and He does some amazing things. What's God done for you lately? What are you seeking God for today? What are you praying for God to do in the midst of this conference? What is your need that you have? What is God going to do in the midst of all who will come to this conference? It's by faith knowing and believing that through this whole week, God can do some amazing things when you pray, when you call upon Him. Hebrews says faith is the substance. Prayer is the key that opens the door by faith. I should say prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. Pray, pray, pray. But folks, when we pray, we gotta believe. Would you bow with me in prayer? Father, thank you for this day of God, the prayer conference as it begins. Lord God, uh, We have to, by faith, believe in the substance of that which you are, your character, God, your uh, God attributes of who you are. I'm thankful, God, for the gift of salvation that you, Lord, bring to our hearts and God to my own heart and your saving grace. But, Lord, I'm thankful that you're teaching us that we're growing in faith. God, to understand today is as I'm standing here praying and others in this room that are praying, Lord, you're hearing every word that we're speaking today. So God, I'm praying for this work, this church. I pray for these students, God, for the men and women who are gathered here as well alongside of them, that God, you do some amazing things in the midst of this prayer conference. Lord, by faith, we're trusting you. By faith, we're believing you. By faith, we're, we're bowing our hearts and our heads and calling upon you. And so, God, we know you can do it. You will do it. Because we've seen you do it time and time again in lives and changing hearts and 
moving in people. So God, we thank you today. I pray for Brother Geiler. God, give him strength physically, spiritually as we go through this week. And Lord, the men who alongside of him will come and preach the gospel. And Lord, I pray again that we keep our hearts in tune with what you desire and long to do. And we thank you for Jesus' sake. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Good message. A good word. A needed word. That was great. I'm glad the Lord spoke to my heart. Didn't pass me by. Thank the Lord for his word. I'm going to call Mike. Would you come up? and give just a word of testimony and pray. Mike's paycheck. Mitch, Mitch, Mitch. This is Mitch Spacek. We're glad to have him here this morning. He's going to give a word of testimony and then seal that message with prayer. Praise the Lord. It's a blessing to be here, everybody. I look forward to this, praying for... Uh praying for years now for uh, Pastor Geiler and Linda, this, uh, this college for the Lord's will to be done. Um, some of you know my testimony. The Lord saved me out of, a, out of a, a rough life, a bad life. Had a lot of good things in my life, things that I believe kind of people dream for in this life. Uh, enabled, was enabled by God with uh, talents, sports. Uh, I, grew, I grew big, uh, six foot seven. I just had some real abilities that uh, seemed everything I touched, I, I, went, I went far with it. Ended up playing two professional sports, uh, went to college, uh, started a business in 1987, and within a year I, I, made, it to, uh, I made it an Entrepreneur Magazine, Consumer's Digest, how to, how to make $1,000 a week in your spare time, how to make $200 a day in your spare time. And uh, it sounded real good, but the truth of it is, I was uh, 29. I was 29 years old when that happened. But when I was 13 years old, I knew better. I knew drugs were illegal. Uh, I, I could. Drugs. And the truth of it is, it looked like it would be a good time. It looked like uh, I'd be able to control it. And uh, so when I was 13 visiting a, 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 an aunt far away from home in Key West, Florida. He said so many years ago, the chains of sin are too weak to be felt until they're too strong to be broken. And uh, when the fun and the made it big time. It's not good to have a cash flow when you have uh, uh, such sin in your life. 